So this week's episode, introducing Ruminations from the Record Store. Today we are chatting with Ken, and he's going to give us a little rundown on what he's about, what his podcast is going to be about, and give us a little insight on what's coming up next from Ruminations Radio Network. Ken, welcome. Thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. Uh, I, I, I'm a huge uh, music junkie. I love flipping through vinyl. And um, I just really want to um, brag about all my records that I find when I <laughs> go into garage sales and record stores and, um, you know, ordering absurdly priced records online or uh, finding cool color variants and stuff like that. Um, show and all- tell for the new age. Yeah, yeah just showing off, uh, showing off my finds. And uh, I'd love to see what other people pick up. So I'll... Um, invite some of my friends and we'll all kind of, um, you know, discuss. That's awesome. I was wondering, you know, and I didn't get a chance to do a little bit of my research because I was running a little bit late today, but uh, if you don't mind, I want to kind of take us back a little bit and chat about vinyl and about records. What, what a, what a great time to actually have this conversation too, because um, so as of, uh, I believe it was last week, uh, the first time since 1986, um, vinyl outsold CDs in uh, in national sales. So we are back, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's you said that's just last week. Yeah, yeah. So this was uh, last week or two weeks ago, um, and it was actually in um, kind of in culmination with uh, Record Store Day. Record Store Day obviously was a huge boost um, to total uh, units sold, but. Um, yeah, for the first time since 1986, uh, vinyl outsold CD format. So that shocks me. That can't be the first time. I feel like they've been making a comeback for a while now. It's been, that. it's been quite a while. But I guess, um, you know, I mean, CDs are still the format. You know, I mean, I guess if you're going to mm-hmm. buy the physical format, um, CDs have still not been really replaced by something um, outside of the digital medium. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, man, it's uh, it's kind of an interesting time. Um, and and like I said, Record Store Day was obviously a huge boost to that. Um, Record Store Day this year obviously was a little bit unusual. <clears throat> it was um, it was postponed quite a few times, and um, ultimately what they landed on as being the safest, uh, healthiest option was to split up uh, the event over a three month period. So uh, one in late August, one in late September, and then one in late October. So we still have two more record store days, which is also fun. Kind of a um, win there then, I guess, even if they had to change it up a little bit. Like now we yeah. get two. Yeah, yeah. And what it, what it really allowed for a lot of the smaller, um, um, you know, uh, companies to do is to be able to actually manufacture without a lot of the constraints that, that we've experienced on everything from, you know, try buying a washing machine right now or a refrigerator or try buying a vehicle or, you know, everyone is experiencing these restraints. So, um, you know, the, the record, uh, industry is, uh, is not immune to that. So they've been having their own struggles. So this just gives everyone an an equal opportunity to get their stuff out there and, and manufacture enough units to, to meet demand and stuff too. Has it been steadily climbing for a number of years? I mean, when do you think this really kind of kicked off this kind of rebirth of vinyl? I mean, I feel like the resurgence has been maybe 
since the the early 2000s you know but that long uh, i'm yeah it, it, i mean um well record store day has been going on since 2008 uh-huh. uh, which is it's just it's always been kind of a an event you know more than anything but yeah. it is a boost to um to sales it's it's actually the equivalent of like black friday for a lot of record stores um but what's really great about it is even big musicians big artists and stuff they are um really supporting these smaller record stores just so that doesn't go you know the way of the dinosaur um so but the yeah i think the resurgence i had a friend who i'll i'm going to absolutely invite onto my podcast he doesn't know this yet but he will <laughs> he's coming um, um, and he used to run a record store in my hometown. Uh-huh. And so that was in the early two thousands. And, um, it was just, you know, like a little record store clothing shop and they would order you extra stuff. And, um, but that it's almost like a camaraderie. I mean, there's, there's nothing better yeah. than just kind of hanging out at a record store and flipping through albums and stuff. And I think that people, even in the digital medium, when CDs became, prevalent like people still wanted that you know yeah. people still wanted empire records and they still wanted that experience you know i still blame empire records and high fidelity for my retail uh career because they yeah. made it so appealing i was like okay yeah, totally. like yeah. yeah. um unfortunately it's nothing like that right <laughs> <laughs> not really not really at all you, know, you, talk about, you said you know you go and people wanted that and even when be- things became compact discs so when we talk about record stores um are you allowing for like hey if someone goes and they buy cds it's not you're, you're not just speaking just about actual vinyl but the actual record store experience going down there and buying your music physically right right yeah because i think um i, I mean and I, I again i think that's why there should always be a brick and mortar option for all mediums, whether it's books or video games or music, but nothing really um, compares to the experience of going down and having someone judge your, your uh, buying <laughs> options and, you know, your selections, like, like going to your local record store and having yeah. them kind of snicker at your choices. No, um, that's really a good point. I was just, I can't remember if it was a movie I was just watching, but someone was talking about how they, they kept when they would, when they were younger, they were very concerned with what they were walking up to the counter with for the records right. to bring them up with versus like later in their life. Like, that's fine. I'm just going to buy what I want. But yeah, that's, that's a thing. Dude. Did you ever experience that? Is that a, like, did you ever experience like, man, this guy is, is so going to laugh at me with when I bring up this, you know, maybe not quite laugh at me, but um, the cures album, uh, wild mood swings and Pantera's yeah. album, um southern trend kill right came out on the same day and i was at the midnight launch at zero records in tucson and i obviously i didn't see everybody in line but i feel like i was the only guy in line with both in my head (laughs) (laughs) you know so that was an experience i was like i i didn't fit i wasn't one crowd or the other i had had both and i thought they might judge me a little bit yeah and you know what dude that's those are my favorite people but you know I think my first, um, actually, as my, as a matter of fact, my first, my first day working at our, our current establishment, uh-huh. um, it was just a bunch of, it was, uh, it was the release of Battlefield Hardline. It was just a bunch of big burly, you know, dudes and jocks and stuff. <laughs> and then this like four and a half foot tall little Asian kid comes up yeah. and he's like, yo, give me Final Fantasy Type Zero. And I was like, my man. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. It's for you, bro. Like wait a lot <laughs> between all these sweaty jocks, you know? Yeah. So awesome. um, yeah, it's the experience. I think that's that's more than anything what what uh, people are yearning for. Um, and uh, and yeah, but you know, buying music on iTunes doesn't doesn't do that for you or buy you know, buying music on or even, you know, I I I love Spotify. I love being able to have access to billions of songs at my disposal. Yeah. But at the same time, like I also, I also want to pay for that experience, and I want to, um, I want to buy physical things and support um, bands in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously bands don't make as much money through a record sale, but um, you know, buy a T-shirt, buy a concert ticket, um, see them on tour, you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah, I, I, and I don't think you're alone there. I think a lot of us want to support our artists. I mean, the fact that there is a thing created called Patreon, you know, it shows that people want to contribute to things that they love. Right. And uh, even through all this, Natalie and I made a specific effort to order some merch from some of our bands who couldn't tour. You know, right. that, that's it's going to help them. And I get what you're saying. It's kind of nice, like Spotify, uh, Apple Music, you know, that easy access is cool and this is a topic we can hit later on or whatever but that experience of hunting and searching and getting that that physical media in your hand yeah that's that's something to i don't know i don't i don't want to say like our experience is better than kids who never experienced that but it's definitely a different level you know yeah yeah absolutely um but um i i think uh if if anything um you know i'll, I'll show off some some pictures of some of the stuff that I've picked up recently. Mm-hmm. I, I have a particular fondness for used records. Yes. Uh, and um, I think a lot of it is um, I like enjoying something that someone else has also thoroughly enjoyed. You know, mm-hmm. like I like, Ooh, I like cool. album sleeves that are worn and they have, you know, they actually have the indentation of the album in there. Mm-hmm. I love when, I love when people write their names on album covers uh-huh. and then, and then it's been passed down, you know. So I, you just see some random dude's name on an album cover because I have I have album covers that have my um, that were my uncle's, uh-huh. and um, so it's got my mother's maiden name on it, and um, oh. that's actually my son's first name. Uh-huh. So I have some like Beatles albums that have my son's name written on it that my uncle hand wrote on there. Yeah, and I inherited. So. I love I love that stuff. I love I have a bunch of records that came from radio stations that would notch. Um, they would literally cut notches into the albums, so it would like the physical into, vinyl. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm sorry, not the vinyl itself. Into the sleeve. Okay. Um, and it would just indicate to which DJ was, you know, hey, this is mine based yeah. on this notch cutout. Um, <clears throat> so, I I just love that stuff, man. I love I love handwritten notes like play track three or you know I just I think that stuff is just really really cool. That is really cool, man. That's really interesting because when I go to a used bookstore, I love finding later, even after I've found, after I have the book, like sometimes you'll be going through the book and like a, an old bookmark will fall out. Mm -hmm. You'll find a note in there. Like I've found like little personal notes in books that I've purchased. I never thought about records that same way, like that little slice of history. And you knew that someone else had enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's something that you get from, a physical medium that you don't get from a digital medium. There's just a kind of, if there's personality attached to it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, buying a new record is just as fun because you, you know, 
tear off the sleeve and it's got like the <laughs> stickers on there or the price like price stickers on there i love leaving that stuff on there or throwing it inside the case just you know for whoever the next person is that gets to enjoy it as well so are you particularly fond of vinyl for all those things or are you specifically searching for that dynamic range that vinyl provides that digital doesn't is it a combination <clears throat> um i you know there's that it's not a snobbiness because it's totally true. You know, like, like the there's there's the the whole thing that vinyl is superior and and it is. I mean, that's that's but that's not my argument all the time. I I um I I I played my vinyl out of a sh- shitty record player, you know, um and um but I I particularly like things that don't come from a, a digital file. Things like um like scratches and pops in a specific spot and then like yeah. you know, no one wants a skipping record but um you know knowing that you know maybe a, a particular track is going to skip and you got to jump up and you know move that needle a little bit that experience you know, yeah. make it more of an experience than just a like a casual um you know just kind of like background noise for me like the yeah like the, then the ritual you know um yeah and like I kind of liken it into like my my morning coffee as much as I'm you know hooked on the caffeine, but the ritual of like pouring myself that first cup and enjoying that, uh, and it's I almost, I almost feel better as soon as I've done it. Right. So you know you pop in like a disc or you drop the vinyl on the turntable. It's that action that I uh, that I'm really attracted to. Yeah. Like it, it's you getting in the motions of it, you know. Right. Well, and the, I mean, the, there's also a. Um... A social aspect of it like obviously records for me or for megan and i to just my wife and i to just sit down and listen to records and drink and talk that's you know so that's our, yeah that's our that's our kind of our thing yeah. but um you know that that um that interaction that you have when a friend comes over and they like flip through your records and they're like fuck yeah like they <laughs> yeah. see that one and they're just like bro i did not realize that you had cnc music factory or you know whatever it is and uh and it just kind of like it's you know it just breaks that uh it just breaks those those barriers down you know you're just you you realize that you're so much um you have so much in common with people based on your music choices yeah i think that uh do you guys have listening parties or is that just like a normal thing you guys do have you ever do you like have like a uh an isolated time where you sit down and listen to some like new album or some great find, or is it just so um, you're, you're, uh, it's, I mean, yeah, I mean, we try to set time aside, you know, yeah. like, but it, it's, you know, it's easier if, you know, you just get off work and you're not going to, and sometimes like sitting on the couch and watching a show, like that's, that's like a evening suicide, you know, it's like, <laughs> well, I'm falling asleep or yeah. God forbid yeah. you try and watch a movie. Um, so for us, you know, we can, we can burn through, you know, five sides of, you know, some different records and I can kind of do a sampling of, you know, how my day went via a, uh, you yeah. know, a music sampling. Um, and we just kind of share that and we talk about our day and we just do our thing and we drink and, but yeah, that's, that's my, that's my favorite, you know, social interaction for, uh, for actually just enjoying my record collection. Yeah, that's beautiful, man. Like I, I cannot tell you how much I identify with that. Like that, and I think there are a lot of people out there that do. I mean, yeah. I think it's it's kind of really part of it. Um, I wanted to ask you a few questions. For sure. 
real quick, just to get kind of another bit of background, another little taste. And I think you've hit a lot of this stuff already, but uh, what, what are your earliest music memories? Um, I, I have a particular fondness and this is a, a great um, part of uh, mine and Megan's connection is that um, my dad's favorite band is the Beatles uh-huh. and Megan's favorite band is the Beatles. So she has like a Beatles uh-huh. tattoo. Um, and so the Beatles have always been a huge part of my musical like history. And then, um, my mom had pretty eclectic musical tastes. Like that's my fondness for Patsy Cline, but also for Neil Young and Depeche Mode of all things. Like, um, <laughs> so wow. kind, of, kind of, yeah, kind of a weird mix. Um, and, and those then, are from your mom? Yeah, that's from my mom. Um, okay. And, um, and then, um, I'm the youngest of five. So I also got a lot of inherited CDs, tapes, records. I mean, kind of all that stuff, but, um, my sister, I, I, you got me, uh, to fall in love with the misfits and Danzig and, um, my oldest brother, um, you know, it showed me the beastie boys and, um, you know, old school hip hop, like Wu-Tang Clan and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, I just, um, I kind of like inherited all of those things from my, from my family. So it's kind of always been a thing. My mom used yeah. to play piano in her house and stuff. And I always really, really liked that when I was a little kid, but just kind of a, not a, no one was like musically like really talented or anything, but it was just always widely accepted in my house. It was just like a really fun thing. That immediately brings to mind for me that the movie almost famous. Have you seen that one? Yeah, totally. Like when she busts out the record collection, like bequeaths it to uh, uh, the kid. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I love totally. that. I didn't have older brothers and sisters to bequeath anything. So I, I mean, all of it came pretty much directly from my dad. Right. Right. And I think that that's always super important. And I think, I think the generational gap besides just having an older brother or sister to show you something that is mm-hmm. currently kind of, you know, something that you should listen to sure. that generational gap is super important. Like the things that were important to your parents, um, you know, should also be important to you. Like you don't have to love it, you know. Like I didn't totally love Patsy Cline when I was a kid, but my appreciation for for old country, like real like twangy country music, man. Yeah. I, I, dude, I just I I thank my mom for that. It's you know. So um, yeah, I think you have <laughs> I, I to. Think that... You have to inherit something from your parents. Yeah, um, I think that that's one that we can definitely put as a topic to hit somewhere down the line because there's so many people now who very seldom look i said oh we're definitely coming back to that one yeah okay (laughs) you there yeah 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 are you there i'm here okay well i guess that's a big edit right there (laughs) um i got another question for you what's your (laughs) your first record that you ever purchased with no money um, I mean, as a kid, I missed records. Obviously, my first purchase okay. was a tape. Um, first but I, yeah, I mean, I, I think my first tape purchase. Um. Oh God, damn! Probably, I think it was like, like an early, early Green Day, um, tape. Actually, and I don't even think I bought it. I think I, I had a double tape deck and I stole it from someone. You know, like I, um. Um, I don't remember purchase. I really, I, I, 
I used to have like a, a local like record store that mm -hmm. sold used music and I would just pick up like I would pick up stuff based off of the cover so that's how I ended up with like a Daft Punk CD when I was like eight <laughs> <laughs> and totally I was like well that wasn't what I was thinking it was going to be <laughs> you yeah. know like um so I don't know I don't know my first my first purchase I remember some of my earliest purchases like I sure. remember I remember um getting like Nirvana and Utero, which we've talked about, was one of like my favorite albums, and yeah. um, like the Wayne's World soundtrack when I was a kid, because nice. I mean, because of Queen, you know, specifically, yeah. Um, yeah, just a lot of stuff like that. What's the most recent record you purchased? If you purchased them in bulk, I guess, like it sounds like you often do. What's your, uh, I guess what would be the the one comes to mind first, most recent? Um, well, the, the, my most recent that I've been listening to quite a bit is that, um, um, from, from record store day, I got the Al Green, Al Green is blues album. Yeah. I and saw that. Picture. It's man. If, if you want to just sit down and listen to a record with your woman, that's it. <laughs> that's the one yeah. <laughs> that is the one. That's beautiful. And this one, there's no way I expect an answer, but I had to just write it down anyway. Do you have a, a and this this we're gonna go right back to the specifically vinyl, not tapes, CDs, digital favorite record to put on. To put on, um, my yeah. most my most played record, which I'm actually probably due for a replacement, yes. is um, um, man, probably probably uh, um, Misfits actually. Really? Okay. Yeah, Static Age from the Misfits is just one of my favorite records it's it's actually pretty chill as far as like you know old school punk albums go mm -hmm. so it's good it's good chill music um but it's also they're all sing-along songs you know so you can get just blitzed and sing along to every single song on <laughs> I, I you know i wonder how come we've never done karaoke we have um have we, we actually have yeah um oh, well i think I, I around four karaoke um and uh it's it's it never it's never going well you know what i mean like it's always by the time by the time i'm there and we're you know that that that's the idea it's all bad news bad <laughs> uh and here's one do you have a most valuable record or do you collect them with that in mind at all um i have a couple like um like record um catalog like books and stuff mm -hmm. those things are actually pretty out of date now with the, the the kind of resurgence there's um um discogs is a great way to kind of catalog everything that you have versus what's out there um and so i've kind of kept track of some of them but um i don't think i have anything that's like uber valuable i have some that are very meaningful like i have a um a, an original it's a u.s press for um uh, never mind the bollocks from the Sex Pistols. Oh, and it, okay. it was given to me by actually one of my teachers in high school. It was given to me by my government teacher, um, who's since passed away. But he was just a really cool guy, and he gave yeah. me, he gave me, um, he actually gave it to uh, like a my girlfriend to give to me as a like a birthday present or whatever. Um, but I still tell everyone that he gave it to me. Um, that counts absolutely. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, that's. I think that's my maybe my most valuable, like cherished record. Sure. I don't know how valuable it is. It's probably, it's probably like you know, 
500,000 copies of that thing floating around still. So I don't think it's valuable, but it's valuable to me. I think cherished makes, makes more sense anyway. And I don't want to like judge anyone who does collect based on like monetary value, but I think a more purest way is to collect on based on your personal cherished memories and things that you love. Sure, I think, sure. Yeah. Well, I think I, there's records out there that are probably extremely valuable because of how rare they are. Sure. Um, and I think the people that are buying those and collecting those and just keeping them around, I am so grateful for those people because I don't have that kind of money. So I'm yeah, glad there's someone yeah. out there to do it for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's, it's a way to look at it. Did I talk over you? Yeah, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Um, you know, one thing that I've, I've always really respected about you is that, that level-headed, cool nature. You have, you seem to have a real great ability to just kind of like view things from a, a very balanced and Zen-like perspective, you know, not being a student of, you know, Zen, <laughs> but I don't know, just, it's something that I, I think is really appealing about you and your nature. Yeah, and, no, I appreciate that. What what do you what do you attribute that to? Is that just how you've always been? Um, no, I don't think so. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you've so, got that way. <laughs> no, <I'm> just. <laughs> um, I I I don't know. My my parents were very patient people. They were just like, when you have that many kids. I mean, when you have five kids. Yeah. And they're all kind of rambunctious. Like you just you you learn a lot of patience. Yeah. So I, I think I, I hope that I inherited some of that. I don't think I'm nearly as patient as my parents were, but that's definitely where some of the, the Zen would come from, I think. Well, it's, it's very, uh, it's, it's admirable, sir. Appreciated. Yeah. All right. Well, Hey, that brings us to a point where we can take a break and uh, get some station identification, maybe in some, uh, grab some boxes and do the second half of this and chat some more with Ken and ruminations from the record store. Let's do it. 